but um, we'll start the recording, right? Okay, great. Well, welcome everyone. Thank you for being here today. And I ran into um, today's guest uh, at Club on Clubhouse. And she was uh, literally sharing what I call straight fire. And I was like, I, I need to interview this lady. Like, where is she from? What is she all about? But uh, so Raquel has been in real estate since 1999. 1999, where were you, <laughs> what were you guys doing? So she started out being, uh, I'm assuming, a single agent and then worked herself up um, very quickly to a team leader and then leveraged out of production. And today she spends most of her time coaching and training other team leaders to uh, leverage into an entrepreneur instead of being a single agent. So without further ado, Raquel Cornet, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I obviously we didn't talk for too long on Clubhouse, but I just thought, wow, you know a lot. And, you know, so tell us a little bit about how you got started in 1999. I would say it again. I, know, I don't even think you were born yet. So oh, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about your journey, you know, how you got started and how you were able to grow so fast and leverage out of production to where you are today. Yeah, so I'm gonna just kind of quickly do a run through and just kind of give you guys bullet point points. Obviously, you guys could always go through LinkedIn because that's where like my whole path in real estate kind of stems from, and you could kind of see there. But I started in 1999. That is absolutely true by accident. I actually got my real estate license to become an investor. You know, one of those infomercials that you walk, you know, you have at night. And you're like, oh, I could buy investment properties with no money down. But how in the world are people going to trust a 19-year-old, right? So I ended up getting my license. And I actually did it while I was going to college. And I'm one of those people. And I'm sure there are some people in this room on this Zoom that say, like, if somebody definitely doubts you, you kind of just go and say, watch me, mm. right? People doubted me very early on because I looked young. There was no way she was going to make it in, in business. So there's no way you can actually do real estate, serve your clients at a high level and go to college. Well, guess what? I figured out a way, right? And what ended up happening is I built a team. It was one of the first teams in uh, the Bay Area. So I started my career in Union City, California. And then I went, like I quickly went to, I'm now here in Scottsdale, Arizona. So how did that happen? You know, I knew that I needed leverage. So it was all by accident. All this stuff was by accident. I bought my first property at 20, you know, hit my first million by 24. And then, you know, and, and all of that comes with the people that invested in me, the people I invested in the coaches that I hired, the mentors that I hung around with. I remember going into the office because I had that chip on my shoulder because I was a new kid in the office. It's like, I went to all the top producers in, in at ERA because back then it was ERA, today it's in tarot. I went back to all those top producers. I'm like, what are you guys doing to be at the top? We'd have these charts with like stars on them. That's how they did it back then right? Um, of how many homes they sold. So I just went, okay, Caesar Brown, you know, John Miller. I mean, I still know their names today. I'm like, what can I do? Can I buy you like lunch? Can I see what your assistant does? And nobody had teams back then. And I learned from them. Then with the volume that we had, 
I got approached to open up a mortgage company. So at 24, I got this mortgage company going and then I had to hire somebody else for that because we had the team deals to fund that mortgage company. And that's usually what happened in 05 and 06 is people were approaching you saying, can I do all your mortgage loans? So that again, happened by accident. It wasn't part of the plan. And at 26, I ended up, you know, investing in other states because California was really expensive. And I knew other of my, like all these other mentors that I had were like, why don't you buy out of state? And I'm like, well, I don't have anybody to watch me. And what I learned quickly was it's never about the how it's always about the will mm. People figure out the how later. Right. So then I ended up taking a recruiting role or a CEO role. So I started entrepreneurship with the results. I got leadership roles that took me to another level when I looked at my business. And from there, I took, again, an opportunity where they were like, there is no way this brokerage is going to make it. It was a failing brokerage for Keller Williams. We had 700 offices at that time, new market. And I took that brokerage in less than two years to become the one of the top 10 in all of Keller Williams and the number one market share when they thought it was failing, right? How do you do that? It's because you look at gaps, you look at the market and, and then from there I had my second child. So I did that, I did recruiting. So I've recruited hundreds of agents. I've learned a lot of different things and I ended up building a team in a new market. What did I do with my other businesses? How did I do a buyout? You know, how did I exit? I learned from other people. And I said, okay, if I'm running this office here, how do I run my team back home in California? How do I run the mortgage company? Can I do a buyout? How do I exit out of this? You know, without dropping the ball for my clients that I had built eight years of that business, had a huge referral base. How do I keep two balls moving? Plus oversee 300 agents in my office. You learn a lot of things really quickly, especially in a recession, especially in foreclosure especially when your agents are having their homes foreclosed on or their cars repossessed in our parking lot. You learn a lot and you can take that knowledge. So what ended up happening, I had my second child. I basically had stepped down from leadership and really I was just, I've been hustling as you can see my trajectory and like my journey is like, I was, I was always hustling. And then I was like, I'm taking a break. I'm going to be a stay at home mom and I give it up to all the stay at home moms. And I was like, I'm just going to take some time for my, with my baby. And he's now 10. Wow. And when it ended up happening is I got these um, accounts and I decided to build a team. The recession had hit. I built an REO team as a solo agent. We sold 253 homes. We were the number four agent. And I had, only VAs, because get this, I don't know where Mark, like I know everybody is from everywhere. Our prices, so coming from the Bay Area, our average price was 750,000. In Arizona, in Goodyear, the west side of Phoenix, our price point was 50,000. When I told my colleagues and my team how much we were selling homes for, they were like, is that a mobile home? I'm like, <laughs> no, it's a single family home, right? And guess what the commission, on those properties were a thousand dollars and we had to front all the repairs so we had about three hundred thousand just in ongoing repairs another two hundred thousand in evictions that we had to give cash for keys so you get really smart with systems and profitability when you have that you get really smart so i had a team of va i gave all of our buyer leads back to the office because those were my agents before this 
And then from there, it led me to an opportunity of expansion. What we did here in this market, how do we expand that into 23 markets? Again, we quickly grew that. We took it from no hub team to building this team and putting it in 23 markets and being one of the first real estate teams to hit that eight figure mark. So we did a lot of disruption. There was no team to follow. There was no red book at back then, but I had to study other businesses to figure out how, the, how they were scaling their companies because I had to learn outside of the real estate industry. Wow. So this, all these ideas about scaling and growing the company and becoming CEO, becoming an entrepreneur actually all came from outside of real estate. Not all of them, okay. right? It was always somebody ahead of me. It was always a mentor. I was never afraid to invest in coaches. And still today I have multiple coaches, mm -hmm. right? And today I coach a lot of people that are either online entrepreneurs or, you know, mega agents that want to scale their business without the frustration, without the headache to that six, multiple six, seven figure mark, and maybe even sometimes 10, Ooh. $10 million. <laughs> yeah. Cause they want to know what got them to three. Can I get to seven? Can I, from seven, can I get them to $10 million in GCI? That's amazing. Okay. So I'm just going to, you know, kind of recap what you said uh, along the way. You said that you just kind of fell into it by accident. So yeah. there's these opportunities. It's never how you envisioned your life to be. But the other thing that you also said was it's never about the how. Because a lot of people are trying to get to the, oh, how do I scale my business? How do I become a boss? How do I become a better leader? But you talked about the will. Mm -hmm. it, tell me about this. What's driving you today? And what drove you all this way? What's your will? Yeah, I would have said that coming from poverty, my parents were extremely poor. We had government assistance, seeing that and then going back home to their country because they were immigrants that came to this country. I understood at 10 that we had a huge opportunity and that we could make something out of, out of nothing. And I didn't have to live that way. So I think having that I got to appreciate a lot of things. First, I was chasing this first six figures. Then I was chasing the million. Then I was chasing the accolades. You know, I wanted to be the number one agent in our market. Then I was like, what's next? There was always this like, what's next, mm -hmm. right? And it wasn't only until something had tragic, like something had happened, something major, right? Like the only way I learned systems is because I had uh, broken my leg. I had broken my ankle when I was golfing with some REO asset managers. And for six months, I was out of my business, meaning that I had employee, I had about eight employees at the time. How was I going to pay them? How was, how are we going to run the business when I'm in bed? Because I can't move with a newborn baby, right? So you start to learn different things. And then it was only till like a few years back, I would say probably four years that I had a really close friend pass away within 24 hours of me just seeing her. And it wasn't like about the accolades anymore because at that time we were running expansion. I was running four other companies. I was constantly busy. I barely had time with friends, you know? And when that had happened, it got me thinking of like, you know, at this funeral, I know it sounds a little bit morbid, but at this funeral, what are people gonna say to me? Are they gonna say that oh, she sold 1500 homes or, oh, she got all these accolades. Like, do I really want to be known for that? Mm. And so that's when it really shifted for me. And it went about 
legacy. Like I'm all about legacy today. I'm all about impacting other people. I'm all about changing that money tree or changing that trajectory. Because even if I am gone, I want to know that my family and my future generations, because we are in a beautiful world of real estate and a lot of people build wealth through real estate. And what I realized, it was not about the transaction. It was about the impact and what I could make money do for me and that what I could actually leave behind, not only for my kids, my godchildren, but for my kids, kids and their kids, right? Like how far could it go without me here? That, that is amazing. I, I don't know, uh, is it, everybody on the call like just blown up with inspiration right there? I know I am, like uh, I'm, I'm speechless right now, but wow, I, I mean, and what a journey. What, what, a, what a reason to, you know, chase not the accolades now. It's like, it's legacy. It's about what I can leave behind. What's gonna be on my tombstone? How are gonna people talk about me when I'm gone? So yeah. I guess what would I you would say? I that one more thing because a lot of people, think wealth is just finance and money. Mm. And I think wealth also is passing down your knowledge. So one of the things that I do is I get like books today. And I think this is so something that like I picked up, I don't forget where I picked up is like, if you looked on my bookshelf today, whether it was a compound effect, rich dad, poor dad, I write little notes, you know, some people highlight, I will highlight, but I write notes because if my great grandkids pick this up, I could actually, they could actually read what grandma, great grandma was thinking about when she was reading this. And I could pass on some of those shortcuts so they don't have to deal with it. Oh, shortcuts guys. They're, they're actually, they exist. And <laughs> it's only through um, you reaching out to mentors and coaches and don't be afraid to uh, reach out to them. And you know what? Don't be afraid to pay them, mm-hmm. right? And that's what Raquel did all these years. And that's how she was able to go to the next level and the next level, the next level, mm-hmm. right? So what would you say to you know people who are a little bit younger or not as experienced as you today who are chasing the accolades, who are chasing that ego and chasing that money? Mm-hmm. What would you say to them to have them move faster out of that? I would say, first of all, understand your why, understand why you do what you do, understand what gets you up in the morning, because you can say you've got big goals and we're just about like end of January, right? A lot of us put some big goals, especially after a pandemic, you know, this year is going to be my year. This year is going to be absolutely different, but why does that all matter? When you align yourself with what matters, you got passion and you actually don't have to like, put a snooze button to what you want to do. You've got a mission to change people's lives. You've got a mission to impact other people. You got a mission that when my person or like when my clients come on my roster, I'm a thousand percent. And you can ask my coaching clients vested in their business. Mm. Yeah. I want to see them grow. I definitely just don't take coaches. I mean, I don't take clients just to take clients. It's like, like, where's the disruption here? How are we going to be like, not only just in business, but how are we going to show up as individuals, as people, as, you know, the person around our families, our relationships, our friendships, and who are we going to contribute to? So I would just basically get to your why first of why you do, because there are going to be nasty clients. There's going to be stuff that happened in your business where people steal from you. They embezzle from you but you got to keep going or things didn't work out. You thought you were going like in plan A and now you got to find out plan B, right? All of us, if you were here in 2020, 
I can almost guarantee that we all had to figure out a plan B and pivot. Or C or D. <laughs> yeah, a few times. Yes. A few times. Gosh, I'm I'm inspired and I'm sold on whatever you have to sell. Just just so you know. <laughs> I was just setting this up. I just want to give value. And that, like I told you yesterday, I'm like, I just want to make sure I show up and give all these people that you're bringing on and what you're doing out there and your podcast. I just want to give value. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, just on that note as well, I, I, uh, I was talking to an agent this morning in our group and he was deciding between, you know, should I recruit more agents or should I, um, you know, keep building my team to sell more real estate? And I'm like, well, what, what's, what drives you? What inspires you? And I get that a lot. And even for myself, sometimes, like, how do I find out my purpose? Like, you can get, get complacent pretty easily. You could have stopped, Raquel, at, at six agents on your team. Mm-hmm. Right? But you went way beyond. How do you find out your purpose in that moment to drive yourself? If, you, if you're like, because I, I get to ask this all the time. I don't know my why. I don't know what my purpose is. How would you coach them on that? And that's okay. Sometimes you don't always know. Sometimes you figure it out along your journey. Sometimes what you thought you wanted, it's not truly what you wanted. So I would say that it's okay to change and adjust. You'll eventually find it. And just like I would tell my kids today, hey, I'm going to expose you to everything and I'm going to have you try everything out, right? Because it's your life and it's your dreams. I'm not going to put you in a box. Nobody ever wants to like be put in a box. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't like rules. So the thing is, when somebody tells me I can't do something, that was my guiding force. When somebody said, you're too young, you're never going to make it. That was like my guiding fire and like motivation. It wasn't really about to build this team. It wasn't about to go into different cities. And then the more results of that, like in the more things that I saw with impact, or I could change somebody's lives, or I could help them scale faster, that became something that I absolutely love. Absolutely. And I could give them time back on top of that. Not only can I scale and double down their business in revenue, but I can actually find, and that's measurable. I could actually give them 10 to 20 hours back a week. I think you're going to get a lot of calls after this, (laughs) this uh, (laughs) podcast here, but um, you know what, besides, so besides legacy today, anything else that's driving you? Cause I'm always curious about these, you know, high producers. And uh, I, I bring this up and then probably a, a second time this week now. I don't know if you watched the fight over the weekend. Conor McGregor versus, um, you know, Poirier. He got knocked out and he doesn't look as hungry as he did before. He has $120 million in the bank. Guys, you can get very complacent even, even with $120,000 in the bank, mm-hmm. right? So what drives you today? You know, I can so relate to that <laughs> and very recent. Uh, when I took a prop tech job, and I forgot to say that, even though like in between scaling that expansion team, I got hired on to the startup world. That kind of is what led me to like the online entrepreneur space. And, you know, for like, just like any startup, we raised capital. I was in different crazy rooms, you know, uh, raising capital for this startup. I was their chief revenue officer. And I just got around different people, but for six months, when they told us, you know, on Halloween, we are, the founders got in, you know, they got in a fight and they're like, we are no longer going to continue business. 
And if you can only imagine my CFO was from Dell, my CMO, you know, meaning my chief marketing officer that I worked side by side with came from Yahoo. So you definitely have to step up your game when it came to like this startup. And um, for six months, there was all these opportunities, all the different iBuyers consultations, all these disruption companies that were being beta tested to come to market in the real estate world for six months. And one of my mentors said, Raquel, you're going to get all these offers thrown at you because you've done some different things in real estate. I want you to take six months off and like, and be like completely clear of what you want to do because everything is going to be is everything's going to be sound, sound amazing. And here's what I will say, because it's a really big nugget that what that person said in the lack of clarity or the lack of strategy, every bright and shiny object is an opportunity. Let me say that again. When you are unclear, right. Of like how you're going to run your business or when you were unclear of where you want to go, everything that comes out, whether it's on clubhouse, social media, you know, on your feed, the sponsors ads, it looks pretty amazing amazing if you installed it in your business, but it's because we have a lack of strategy. We have a lack of vision. We have a lack of clarity. And so we think that by investing that it's going to make our business get to where it needs to get to when really we actually need a stronger vision and clarity's power. <laughs> Guys, if you didn't get a golden nugget out of that, I don't know if you've been listening like that was uh, straight gold and straight fire for me because the, the the shiny object syndrome is so prevalent in today's age that everything popping up on Instagram is like oh I can do this I can do this I can do this I can do this but all that doesn't matter all that how to get rich does not matter if you had a very clear vision and a strategy boom laser focus that's and amazing. you don't feel the FOMO anymore, right? Because you'll know like that may be for me later. It's just not my priority today. The more that you can say no, because you are clear on what you want, the more productive you're actually going to be at the end of this year. Okay. So, so say no more, say no more to stuff. If it's not a hell yes for you, my friends. It's a no. If it's a maybe, it's actually a no. Go same for dating guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I can change them. Uh-uh, 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 no. It's a no. You can't if it's not that. a hell yes, guys, it's a no. <laughs> so um, what would you encourage the, the, the audience today to, you know, do some work on that clarity? What do you do for clarity daily? Yeah, I, like one of my mantras is wake up with fierce intention. What do I want to accomplish? Even if like things go haywire, if we have a pandemic and we get shut down today, what would be a win for, for Raquel today? What would be a win for Raquel today? Guys, um, wake it, up and just write that down. What would be a win for me today? It's not about what my 2021 goal is, right? I always say that you can look at somebody's calendar and you can look at their habits. I'll actually tell you what your future is. Same, it's the same thing for fitness. It's the same thing for relationships. If you keep installing or if you keep carrying those habits from one relationship to another, it's not going to be any different. You actually have to fix what's inside in your thinking. Um, I'm just speechless because like <laughs> I, I'm learning so much today. And the one thing that comes to mind, you know, a lot of stuff. I don't know how you keep all that um, in your head. 
But let me ask you this. <laughs> One last question from me is uh, throughout this whole process in the last, you know, 22 years in real estate, one thing comes to mind, one word comes to mind for you is you are fearless. Not all the time. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. But you mm -hmm. seem so, so fearless. Mm -hmm. But it's not all the time. Not all the time. I, I really would appreciate that. Yeah, um, I would love to say that I don't have fear. I would love to say that I'm not nervous. You know, however, it's a muscle that like we just constantly have to keep tapping into. I got this one nugget and I was going to share it tomorrow, like on my stories, but I want to share it with you guys because we're, we're having some, we're spending, you guys are taking time out of your day to spend with me. So I want to give you guys a gift is when we look at people, whether it's in clubhouse and we look at their bios or we're intimidated, or, you know, we look at people and we're like, and like we admire them. Here's what I have to say. The reason why those things come up for you is because you actually have those things in you. Mm. You just haven't tapped into that power yet. Yeah. The only reason why it's appealing to you is because you already have the vision. And I always say, if, if it's in you, then it's for you. Just like Walt Disney, if you could dream it, you could achieve it. You just need to get around people that can help you get there. Got it. Okay. Uh, that was a lot. That was a lot. So guys, let me just reiterate that when you look at somebody that you admire, there's, if you, if you're resonating with that person that is speaking, like how Raquel is speaking today, you already have that in you. So I may have some of Raquel and me right now that I need to tap into. Right. But you just need to open it up. Right. H how would you open it up? First, there's awareness. It's you understanding that like, hey, Raquel just gave me this nugget or somebody exposed me to something. Have you ever been exposed to something and you can't unsee it? Yes. Right. You got exposed to a team. You got exposed to being a top producer. Whatever the case is, you can't unsee it like because you know it's possible. And now it's like, I can do that. You, you sometimes sit back and go, I can do that. First, it's awareness. Then it's like, who do I need to become so I can be that? Because it all starts with self. Ooh, who do I need to become, guys? How, how many of us are in that being course? And I see Simone smiling, a, a huge smile right now. Um, man, this has been uh, straight gold. Uh, Jack, I thank you, EXP model. Hey, guys, any questions put in the chat box right now? Yeah, if I want to be that million-dollar producer, am I still operating at a six-figure level? So uh, you, you ever read uh, Psycho-Cybernetics? I have not, but I okay. definitely on my book, on my like, reading list. Because I am, the who, I am who I am right now. How do you see yourself and become that person before yeah. even being there? Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You act as if, right? Like who would they need to think? Who would they need to be surrounded, at, uh, surrounded by? How do they need to show up if I wanted to be that person? What would they drive? What would they say? Would they constantly be battling with their mindset and say, I'm not good enough. And if it's that, then how do I get rid of that? Mm. Right. Or I can't do that because I hit a challenge. No, you just haven't figured out the right solution yet. And you just got to hang out with the right people who are doing more than you, who, who are willing to guide you to where you want to go. Yeah, That's we've all heard it. Yeah. Right. If you're the, the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. 
right? It was only till that prop tech company that I actually met a billionaire that I got to work for. Guess what? You're expanding your network, especially in this day and age. It's never been easier than it is today through social media, through these platforms. That's the reason why we're all here is because we were on Clubhouse. But yes. how do you use that strategy to work for you? Well, how would you use Clubhouse right now? I would definitely put a time limit. <laughs> because okay. they say clubhouse aka stands for crack house right <laughs> a lot of people i mean i can't even tell you when i get on a saturday they're on there and i'm working out at like seven o'clock in the morning and i will have kids games and i'll have like seven basketball games and at the end of my basketball game they're still on there i'm like that was like almost 10 hours how is that even possible right and then just know exactly Am I there to connect? Am I there to add value? Add Am value. I looking for clients on there? Which rooms do I need to you know, pop in? Do I want people to know which market I serve? Okay. Do, I want to, do I want to mastermind with other people and find accountability partners? Which room do I need to go to? Gotcha. Again, it comes with vision and clarity of what you're trying to use this platform for, or else you're just in there with no reason. And you're set spending 10 hours on there, just like scratching your head. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Go take some of that time and utilize it in your business somewhere else. Right. Always go set the intention. I'm going to get on clubhouse for an hour and here's who I want to connect with. And here's what would be a win for me. Like I'd be cool if I did this in this hour. Now I gave up whatever I needed to work on, whether it was clients, marketing, prospecting to get my win, but always have some type of goal. Absolutely. Guys set an intention uh, whatever you guys do from here on end. What I got today from Raquel is set an intention, have a clear vision, take action and hang out with the people who are doing more than you, who's willing to guide you as mentors. So we are at 1130 Raquel, we've run out of time, but can you um, share with us how we can reach you? How can we be coached by you? Um, where are you on social media? I spend most of my time today on Instagram. It's Instagram. just, it's, it, it's Raquel Q, I-T-S, Raquel, R-A-Q-U-E-L-Q. -E and I'm sure John has tagged me in some kind of post. But I just, that's where we're at for where the business that we're building, it, it was another business that was born out of the pandemic. So that this is where we're spending a lot of our time and then eventually LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, uh, there was so much gold today. We don't know how to thank you, but there's, if there's anything that we can do for you, please let us know. Um, but, but I'm sure a lot of us will follow you for coaching. So thank you for being here today. It was phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'd love to connect with all of you guys. Send me a DM. Happy to share whatever I can share with all of you guys. Make it a great day, everyone. Make it a great day, guys. Thank you.